The Detroit is Different podcast is about exposing arts, business, ideas, and dynamic people, places, and things that make Detroit a mecca. Tune in weekly and subscribe to get the true stories from the people shaping the culture of an American classic city. Subscribe, like, and share on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher to the Detroit is Different podcast. And don't miss the true stories that add to the culture. Subscribe on Apple iTunes or Google Play to the Piper Carter podcast to hear the stories and thoughts of Piper Carter. Follow Piper Carter on Instagram at Piper Carter. Hey, what's up? This is Piper Carter, and you are listening to the Piper Carter podcast. So let's just get right into it. What's up, Brittany? What's up, Piper? How you doing? I'm good. Okay. I just want to, I'm going to bring our guests into the room really quickly. So we have Carlotta Tut. How are you, gorgeous? I'm good. I'm good. Hey, Piper. Hey. And then we have Allison Wonderland. Hello, hello. Okay, this is really exciting. Um, I said I wasn't going to talk about any, uh, like, pressing, you know, like, news stories like we normally do. But I'm going to talk about something that we can all talk about really quickly. I'm not sure if you guys um, had a chance to see. Did Did you guys see the VMAs? No. I, I, I saw some of it. TV. I, did, I well, did. I didn't have a TV. You didn't see it? I did see some of it. I heard some of the controversy. Not controversy, <laughs> but some of the things people liked and didn't like. Like yeah. what? Madonna. Okay. Okay. Let's just get into it. Let's just get it over with. Did you guys hear th- about what the Madonna controversy or whatever? Yeah. Madonna's trying to claim Detroit. Or self-absorbed. Well, she is now from Michigan. But okay. Well, go ahead, Carlotta. I think she's from Rochester. Rochester. Yeah. yeah. Well, so the thing is, um, the VMAs, you know, asked her to do the like video of the year, right, to present. And then they were like, yeah, so say something and give like an antidote about um, Aretha Franklin. And so in her sort of Aretha Franklin tribute, um, she kind of mentioned herself like a bajillion billion times <laughs> and then like mentioned Aretha Franklin like a couple of sprinkles over here. And so people are like, yeah, um, Yikes. but boo to the VMAs for like not. Like, why would you ask Madonna, Madonna yeah, to, like, honor Aretha Franklin? Yeah, it sounds like she did something, like, in the car on the way over. She was trying to think of a story that, that was relatable to Aretha Franklin, and she just didn't pull it off. But honestly, I didn't know that was supposed to be a tribute to her. I mean, because I was kind of working, so I was kind of in and out. I didn't know it was, go- it was supposed to be a tribute. When I found out it was supposed to be a tribute. That's terrible. <laughs> I was like, Boo, Lord. Be amazed. <laughs> I like, <laughs> saw the headlines, and I thought it was maybe she did a musical performance. And I'm like, what could she have done? that was so self-absorbed but she was actually speaking to the audience yes. about her aretha. like just an antidote just a aretha antidote so it was basically like okay the queen of soul has just died right this musical legend icon r.i.p shouts out to our queen and the the freaking vmas is like yeah madonna um so tell us how you feel in the middle of like introducing the the hottest video so that's you, you, terrible you're kind of from detroit yeah. <laughs> so let's hear from you madonna yeah isn't that terrible yeah that's pretty bad it could it should have been more thoughtful for sure yeah. mm. i, I, well, I, I think? truly did yeah. not know that was supposed to be the tribute i i truly did i i would never have assumed that that was supposed to be so it was all talking no music i thought that's madonna that's it that's what happened that's yeah that's how that happened Interesting. But I guess the other thing, too, <laughs> is like... They threw up an image, didn't they? I saw an image somewhere. But I mean, the VMAs, like, they have image. money. <laughs> yeah. The VMAs has money. They've turned around tributes fast before, too, I feel like. And they have awesome producers, too, or they're supposed oh, to. They have right? amazing producers, right? So they should have right? been able to pull that off, pull it like, off. brilliantly. Something, right? At least three minutes of some sort of montage, 
some sort of you know can we get some video it it doesn't look like that that was truly their goal like they didn't care that much it wasn't in their heart that much to do it isn't that crazy i think wasn't it when michael jackson died it was was, was was like two days yeah three days and i don't i'm not trying to defend the vmas but i do feel like aretha franklin it's not their she's core. older yeah, yeah i mean you know their she kind of they kind of know much yeah they don't know aretha like that and no, i mean no 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 they, no but, i mean but they not try. that they no excuse. not that they not that they shouldn't but <laughs> right. you know but if you're gonna do it then you do it right though. then you do they, it they absolutely absolutely do it, i mean you take three minutes how long is a tribute a tribute is three like 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 do three minutes do you know get their dancers do video <laughs> do the you know do do something you can you can do it and you can do an amazing like three minute tribute that can be really powerful but it's like you know for the vmas to be like yeah we don't really care about aretha because it's a hot news story mm-hmm. we've got to mention it so we better really wonder just how say many something of, like mtv viewership like core viewership knows really who she is at all i feel like it's a lot of dumb people out here and that's cool. aren't even up on the game young yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, I call them dumb, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, then that's the point of it, right? You know, they, they really don't say that. that many of them didn't grow up with that type of music, so they're young, right. and they didn't grow up with that type right. of music. And I feel like a all. Prince or a Michael Jackson, so. when they died, I mean, they were closer to the mm-hmm. age. They were still closer to. So the, I, I mean, you know what I'm like Prince Aretha and Michael Franklin. Jackson are Prince and Michael Jackson. I get Aretha is Aretha, but they're supposed to be a vessel of music. Yeah. That's, I think, the accountability measure. Accountability is just, they failed. Epic fail on right. accountability, MTV. You suck. They they attempted, and again, they failed. So either you do it or you don't. Either you do it or you is don't. Is MTV just failing in general, though? <laughs> I, I, I mean, yeah. the question. I, don't I, don't have, I haven't turned I on the never TV to watch see their MTV. platform. There There's no music on music television. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> even be like Aretha, they were probably like, who the? Who that? Right. right. Aretha Franklin, the queen of soul. <laughs> like, right. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, right. I don't even think they soul. know what like, music is. I was about to, <laughs> right, was right. to say, what right. is soul music? <laughs> but that's interesting, too, because ever right. since she did pass um, R.I.P., um, we have been getting, like, m- more of the soul music, you know, like, mm. on, on the radio or more of the soul music, like, in, on YouTube. And so people are discovering, you know, um, this love music. And I have been seeing some other videos of people saying how we need more love music we need more soul music so um let's let's hope that that i, I feel it that happens i agree i feel it though i feel like with the uh social media and you guys more know more than me is just is a powerful to, to say the word again vessel because now you know it was what two or three days before she passed away people were starting to look at her collage of music right and start to go through it i mean so I feel the wave of soul music has to. Let's hope. Yeah, me too. Well, shouts out to our queen. Uh, we love you in Detroit. We appreciate you. Absolutely. VMAs, shouts you really out. need to like get it together because that's no excuse. Because I remember being a child in the eighties and having to suffer through whatever you know white yeah. artists died right. and their tributes and being like, who's this old dude? But I learned. Right. Like that's what the tributes for Mm. is to pass that history on to the next generation. You know, three minutes. That's a song, you know, in a lifetime. And for what Aretha Franklin brought to commercial music, what she brought to, you know, the the crossover. You know what I mean? If you will. I mean, music in general. But if we're just talking, if we're just talking straight capitalism and commercialism, what she brought to the game. You know what I'm saying? Like she was one of those artists that like 
really, 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 you know, had amazing record sales and, you know, sold out concerts and, you know, merch and, you know, movies and just, you know what I'm saying? Just like mm-hmm. transcended. I mean, even if like, like, even if you're only dealing in capitalism, like just for that alone, they should have just been like, hey, here's something just to say, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, we appreciate everything that you put forth so that we could be here, you know, um, having this amazing career. Right. Like in your legacy, so to speak. So I don't know. Well, you guys were talking about that. You and but Alice, before you got uh, walked in, Coletta and uh, Piper were talking about the Michigan Chronicle. I didn't mean to put them out there <laughs> like that. But the point I'm making is there's nothing wrong with it. We appreciate the art. And they were both talking about actually how they subscribe to it. But they were saying that it's our job as viewers or our job as listeners to hold the people who are vessels accountable and, they, and, they and don't provide know. them the necessary feedback yes. that we feel is, is is i didn't mean to take your words masses, yes so, but no absolutely mm-hmm. so. yeah okay well we'll wrap that one up vmas shame on you <laughs> <laughs> okay so let's get into you guys because you guys are like way more interesting than the vmas <laughs> <laughs> so um so. i want to start with carlotta so carlotta um you know, you are, I consider you one of the people here in Detroit who knows pretty much everything relevant <laughs> that that's going on in real life because, um, you know, you do marketing and you have your ear to different communities, I would say. Okay. You know, um, but I wanted to kind of start off because marketing in general, you know, we're in this age where, you know, this age of information, this age of communication. And so everyone is like a branding expert (laughs) and, um, everybody's a branding expert. Right. And this kind of thing. And, um, and can you just kind of give us, um, an understanding of the differences and the, and the, and maybe their nuance between, because people blend these words, right? Mm-hmm. Marketing, PR, promotions, branding. Can you, and can you kind of just give us yeah. an understanding of like, what are the differences in all of those? Well, marketing is pretty vast. And I think initially, um, a lot of people didn't necessarily know what marketing was and they didn't know how vast it was. And, um, and I educate people, I end up educating pe- a lot of people on it um, just based on what I do. Because when I tell people oftentimes what I do, they don't necessarily correlate with that with marketing. Mm. And so, and then they realize really how vast marketing can be. Um, I essentially studied advertising in school, but it was advertising and communications and persuasion. Um, but then um, advertising is essentially a tactic of marketing. Marketing is just general promotion of, of a brand, a person um, in general. And there's, there's just many tactics, um, tactics and strategies that fall under marketing. So um, branding is a small part of marketing. Um, then there's, there's advertising, there's promotions, there's events. So there's a lot of things that fall under marketing, which is essentially a general um, um, umbrella for um, promotion. Um, promoting, again, a brand, a person, an entity, an initiative, yeah. things of that nature. So, um, again, what, what, what I do at this point um, is, is basically a combination of all of that. So, again, for some clients, I do advertising. Advertising is, everybody pretty much knows what advertising is. It's the more, most traditional, probably the most longstanding of them all. Um, radio ads, TV ads, billboard ads. Um, but now, of course, you have more digital ads and graphics and things of that nature. Um, so I do that for some clients. 
um, also some um, events. Um, I specialize in experiential marketing, and a lot of people don't necessarily know what that is, but essentially getting your product, your brand um, um, in front of people live. So live experiences to bring your audience closer, to, to give them the warm and fuzzies about you. Mm. So um, for instance, um, I've had Walmart um, um, as a client. Walmart is a sponsor of Essence Festival. So I would develop the strategy for what they do essentially at Essence Festival. We usually have a big stage, a big, big presence. We do ads. We do some of the ads and things of that nature as well, but we also have a large um, experiential presence on site at the convention center um, at Essence Festival, which is the largest gathering of, of African Americans in the country, get almost 500,000 people over um, the 4th of July weekend. So, so that's experiential marketing as well. And it's really just a how to, um, how to deliver an experience that will essentially make you a brand ambassador, which will essentially um, hopefully um, make you a customer or a, a patron of my brand. How do you make them see and touch and feel what you do and who you are as a brand and as a company? So de delivering live experiences. So that's one of the things that I specialize in um, as experiential marketing. I do a little bit of PR. Um, a little bit of PR, um, not a lot of PR. Sometimes I'll, um, um, I'll farm that out, but um, mostly strategy, so developing the full strategies, um, advertising, marketing, communications, strategies, but also um, experiential marketing. Wow. Thank you for that. Yeah, I'm like, I need a you. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, everybody needs a Carlotta, right? Everybody needs that. Um, yeah, and because that's what makes something more right like something that you want to like the mar to, to me marketing is what makes something i don't want to say it valuable <laughs> but it well, makes you, a person want to value it. it well you're showing people who you are that's part of what branding is you mm -hmm. know it, it really um expressing and showing people who you are and it and it's through many facets it's through many tactics as well it's mm -hmm. everything from your website to your logo to the clothes that you wear to the colors of your coffee shop, to the types of coffee that you have at your coffee shop, to the words that you use to communicate. Everything has to fall under this blanket branding branding statement. And when I when I do a lot of entrepreneurial education classes as well with Build Institute and, and other um, institutions, some is marketing, some experiential marketing, some is just entrepreneurship in general. But when I do the the um the the marketing you know, you always have to hit on the branding. And again, some of these classes are literally like an hour long, hour and a half long. So I hit them with the high level with the branding. So we develop a, a branding statement. Basically, I am a blank that does blank. And then everything that you do has to ladder up to that. So mm -hmm. I am a rapper that raps about such and such. So every single thing that you do, like you're cool. If you say that you are this, everything that you do has to ladder up to that statement if it doesn't then it's confusing to people they don't know who you are they most likely aren't going to be a patron because they don't know who you are and they don't know if they want to like you or mm. not because you're not expressing continuously the same message mm -hmm. so they get confused mm -hmm. so every single thing that you do has to ladder up to who you say you are mm -hmm. in that statement ladder is such a good image image for people when you say that it just opens it right up right. Mm -hmm. you can't see me too but i always do the ladder up right. with my arms <laughs> right. i do a little <laughs> swerve right. <laughs> yeah the word though you know right. that it, the word is ladder up. Yeah. Yeah. 
But it, it, it does, and it's actually quite simple. You have this statement and stick and be true to that statement. Right. Whether you're a person, whether you're a company, be true to that statement. Mm. If you are not, you're losing people, you're confusing people, they don't know who the heck you are, they don't know what to believe, they're confused. Therefore, they're not going to be a patron. They're not going to be a customer. They don't know who you are, and they don't know if they need to come back to you because they don't know what they're coming to you for. Mm. Mm. Now, would you say, like, some of your client base – or just in general in the in that in this industry of people that could be your clients mm-hmm. do you see where a lot of people don't know themselves so it makes them hard oh, to Oh s- yeah. Okay. Well essentially when I do a lot of again I do a lot of local entrepreneur training mm-hmm. and many of them have no idea. So and honestly if you literally just have an hour with them and do a quick consultation or even help them develop that statement that's a huge value to them. Mm-hmm. And usually I pick out when I do workshops and, and classes, I'll, you know, I, I really try to make it interactive. Again, I'm an experiential marketer. So mm-hmm. everything has to be an That's experience. Everything has to be yeah. active. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everything has to be extremely interactive. <laughs> so I'll use, I use everybody's business as an opportunity for them to learn and grow and from, for everybody else in the class to learn and grow. Mm-hmm. So I'll pick out, you know, a couple of people or, you know, you know, look, look, I'll pick a victim. If you're not, if you're going to be shy about it, I'm going to pick a victim we're going to get into your business <laughs> but but eventually they love it because they they learn a lot about mm-hmm. who they are because I pushed them. I have one student and I just did a co-starters class. Co-starters is a national cohort um, of entrepreneur training. Um, well, actually, it's more of helping them to develop their ideas to see if their business can be actual a viable, sustainable business. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm a facilitator for co-starters as well. And I just had one student that told me I just bully answers out of people. That's funny. <laughs> and he said it in a loving way. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, they were describing, it was the last day of class and they were describing the things that they you know liked about the class and he's like well even though you bully answers out of me I still appreciate it I learned right. a whole lot but you just pull things out of people and just and literally I just ask questions what do you see what do you feel what do you touch what do you want people to know and it is not that complicated you just have to dig into yourself and be introspective about whether it's you or your brand or your company you just have to be really introspective about who you want to be and who you want to communicate um, to the world that you are and yeah. I, I literally just ask a bunch of questions. And if they tell me something that doesn't make a lot of sense, I'll ask another question and another question and another one until we dig all, get all the way down to the root. That's why my company is called True Root Marketing because mm-hmm. we get down to the root of who you really are. And, and, and that's a huge help to many of the businesses. So, yes, the answer is yes, many of them do not know who they are, and that's okay. Mm Because, again, some of the classes that I teach, that's literally what I'm there for, Mm. to help them determine or to help them see or feel, you know, get a a, a good idea of who they are. They might not be who they've been. They might have had a business for five years but been communicating inaccurately who they are. That might be the reason why they're not successful. They want to be this, but they're communicating that they're that. And people think that they're this, and they're all over the place. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 a lot of people don't know, um, but it's, it, it's not that difficult to figure out. It's definitely an exercise, and it's definitely something that typically doesn't take just an hour to figure it out. But at least it's a start. Understood. It's a start with pushing them and just asking them those questions that I that I mentioned. Love yeah, the process. I love that. So, um, so Miss Allison, I'm going to say you are a great branding person for yourself. Hey. Thank you. Yeah, I feel like you communicate your brand really, really well. So tell us a little bit about you, you know, your brand, like who you are, what you do. You know what? That's funny because I feel like I'm not I'm not even going to say that. Well, no, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it because 
as you were talking, Carlotta, I was like, am I am I doing this right? I think it's clear. <laughs> but maybe, you know. Um, but I mean, hey, if it's, if it, whatever is coming, I mean, I don't want to say whatever because I feel like I know. But then, you know, like, I don't know. I don't want to over talk stuff, but. Um, were know, you were well, you gonna say that like you have an idea of yourself, but then how other people receive it? Is that what you're gonna say? Yeah, yeah, that's one thing. And then, yeah, I, I, that's, it's such a struggle for me because I don't want to spend too much time being concerned with what I mm. think. You know, like how is it being received? I don't know. I don't know. Right. Because I feel like you can always like kind of just go and go and go. So I yeah. I feel like I've reached a place where I'm like, okay, I've decided this is what I this is what I. I'm presenting, mm-hmm. you know. This is who I want to be. Yeah, and I'm and I'm just going for that. And honest, honestly, it was a couple of classes. I actually I'm I'm taking some marketing classes. Well, I've t- uh, yeah, I work at Wayne State, and I get to take classes for free awesome. and yeah. all this good stuff. So, <laughs> um, yeah, there's a there's this arts admin degree, and it's kind of uh, hmm. I spend a lot of well, yeah, I've spent the last year learning about how to better communicate your message, and you know finding what you really believe in and um i had to get really introspective about like what do i believe in why do i rap why do i think this is important why is it important for me to actually share it you know because before mm-hmm. i mean like I, I was i was rapping i was like ah you know whatever i don't really care but it's like if i'm gonna put my time into this like yeah what is this about so um yeah, I, I asked myself those questions and being in this class and, and honestly, it's, it's kind of been an experiment. It's a, it's a personal experiment in uh, what I'm learning. I was like, okay, well, I don't have a business or a theater to manage or anything else around, but I'm like, I'm, I'm, if I'm trying to sell arts and I'm an artist, let me see if I can sell myself. Yeah. And I'm like, if I can sell myself, then... I can sell any, you know, something with some money behind it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I can Earth sell me with no money. Yeah. Let's see what happens, you know? Yeah. So, um, th- honestly, this whole world and this experience of, of Alice in Wonderland has been uh, an experiment mm-hmm. and with what I'm learning in class. Wow. <laughs> but, cool, I mean, you're though. a great artist. Mm-hmm. She, I mean, so, okay, I'm going to go ahead and say. Uh, now, I think I met you maybe six years ago. Something like that, maybe. That longer, sounds about right. Yeah. About six years ago, when you used to come to the gallery, mm-hmm. to our open mic. Mm-hmm. And every time you would come, I'd be like, are you going to get on the mic? And you'd be like, I'm not sure. <laughs> and you were so awesome that <laughs> I was like, God, you're going to make me beg you like to get on the mic? And then I'd be like, okay, whatever. Please. You know, <laughs> I, felt like, I felt like nobody like took me seriously as a rapper so i felt i I was like you know nobody's really like you should rap more you know i never felt like anybody was like you should rap more you never used to hear me (laughs) beg you to like keep rapping i mean rap more you're like i mean you show love i'm not saying that that you didn't but i feel like this overall i feel like the the general response was just like nah whatever just another rapper you know i I, at least i felt like if i was if people really like me rapping then they would be pressed you know what I mean? But then now I've learned it's like, no, actually, no. you have to, like, make people pressed because yeah. people, they're busy. <laughs> like, no, I mean, people are busy, you know, and you want to, yeah. like, get them to know. You really have to get them to to know, like, no, I yeah. rap. I actually do That's this. So you, you know, I thought I just. out there in consistency. Exactly. Exactly. I thought I'd just drop a couple of lines <laughs> and people would be like, <laughs> you know, they get it. No. My bad. <laughs> no, I was just going to say it's funny. And then when you when you do that, then people are, the next thing you know, people are like, when you next album? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People look to see, like she's saying, once you know who you are, 
and you take pride in it, people look to see that consistency. Like, well, where you? What's up? I'm yeah. shoot. Like, you know? Yeah. So that's dope. It's and really then you been make amazing. the beats too. Uh, you know what? Not for anything that I've put out okay. lately. Okay. I used to I used mm. to spend more time making beats and um, I'm working on a project with my brother right now that we are co-producing. So, because when you used to come, it was you and your brother, and and I'd be like, "Are you gonna rap?" And you'd be like, "Well, I'm gonna play you my beats." <laughs> and yeah. I'd be like, "Okay, that's fine. Whatever, whatever you're gonna give me, just give it yeah. to me." Yeah. And you, you, you and your brother would go up there, and you and you play the beats, and everyone would be feeling the beats. And then I think eventually you started rapping more, but then you would like bring your beats and rap over your beats, and you'd be like, "I made this beat. I'm just gonna spit something over it right quick." But now, um, to me, what I see in terms of the growth is the production is way more advanced. Um, It's great. It's really tight. Um, Your vision in terms of what you're presenting, um, what you talk about, how you talk about it, the way you, um, you know, all your photo shoots, your music videos, and you're, you're kind of funny and you joke a lot. And then you've got this like bubbly personality and like that comes through and you're like super fun. So it's like you have a thing, you know what I mean? Like you have this thing. So I don't know. I feel like that's really strong. I really like what you bring to the hip hop space. I feel you bring a lot of fun that's dope. and I creativity, that. you know what I'm saying? That we that. need. I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, um, I, I've started using this hashtag untrapped because uh, and that's that's how I'm describing the music that I make because I, like it's like trap sound you know what I mean <laughs> like it's and I feel like I wanted to make music that's fun you know like fun to listen to fun to dance to yeah. you know and it is rap that, that would I would l- listen to you know what I'm saying but not talking about mm-hmm. trap life you know what I'm saying because I'm not you know what I mean so <laughs> I'm not gonna make it up so right. um, how can I just kind of bring both those worlds together and then also talk about some really just untrapped like untrapped the the thinking untrapped yeah. like the whole everything the system like how do you I break this that. you know and uh, so that's why I call it untrapped and uh and that's what I you know that's what I'm continuing to do now the next project that I'm doing doesn't have a trap sound so much but it's still very much untrapped music so yeah okay. just rap music that's you know let's Let's go, you know. Someplace like, let's else. sound here, but you know, say say something that know, means something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. So okay, so Carlotta, um, I wanted to switch over to the um the fashion work that you're doing with um the garment group. Can you tell us about all of that wonderfulness that you're involved in? Sure. So I'm on the board of Detroit Garment Group. Um, we're a nonprofit organization um, led by Karen Bushami. Hey, Karen. Uh, Hi, Karen. <laughs> Hi, Karen um, Bushami. Um, she was the editor of Styleline Magazine um, a couple of years ago. And um, she thought that we just needed a bigger um, fashion presence um, um, in Detroit and in Michigan. And um, she, you know, she's been in the business for quite a while. She's been writing in the industry for quite a while and just saw that we were, there's some things that we were missing again. Um, and then a lot of the Michigan fashion talent was leaving Michigan. So one of the goals is to keep the Michigan fashion talent in Michigan by educating them and then by offering them, offering them opportunities to help them stay. Um, so that was her vision, and we kind of help her execute that vision um, um, through various things. So we host Fashion Speak. Um, it's the only fashion conference in the area about the business of fashion. So it's not just fluff. 
Mm-hmm. It's not just a bunch of people that come cute. Now they come cute now. Right. <laughs> Don't get that twisted. They yeah. they 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 come dressed and and ready to flex and impress. Um, every year at Fashion Speak, um, this year I think it's October 11th, October 13th, one of those. It's usually like the second or third Thursday in October. But again, it's about the business of fashion. So and it covers the gamut. So we do everything from marketing to PR to basically how to get your products in stores, how to be an entrepreneur in in fashion um, in Michigan. Um, we hear from top editors, from, from top you know, publications. Um, and, and again, it runs the gamut, um, technology and fashion. Um, it's a full day conference. People get a lot of information. We're making it a lot more um, experiential and fun. Um, we just also had a trade show, the Verge trade show, where we actually have buyers and um, designers. So designers display their wares, and we uh, we actually invite tons of buyers to actually look at all of their products, um, and hopefully that they will support these Michigan and Detroit-based designers um, and buy their products for their stores. We also had a competition where they could actually get a pop-up in Twelve Oaks Mall. Um, so that was an awesome. We have a really good partnership with um, Taubman, and then we also do some um, some competitions with Meyer as well. That is typically they're a good sponsor and a partner with us for fashion speaking throughout the year as well with a lot of our programming. Um, and we have a competition again with Meyer as well. And um, again, that's usually with fashion speak. So so we really try to give. Um, fashion entrepreneurs um, the opportunity to really learn and grow about the business um, and then the resources to do that as well. We had a fashion incubator which was um, out of Tech Town um, as well, 12 month program where they learned from experts like myself and in very other various other disciplines on how to be an actual business owner. Then we offered them some pop-up opportunities um, as well. We also op- offered them an opp- a space to actually work and hone their craft and we offered them machinery and storage and this is a place is basically like a co-working space for um, fashion entrepreneurs um, what else we have an industrial sewing program that we just finished up um, we had we graduated I think about 11 different classes mm. um, and that was um, in collaboration with um, Henry Ford College and their MTech um, program and we're looking to develop I'm not even sure if I can and talk about who our new partner is I'm not sure if I, I can divulge that just um, as of well, yes you don't have to. but we do have um, a new partner yeah um, and again it's an industrial sewing program because we found that that was actually a need we have some automotive um, some automotive, um, many auto- automotive suppliers here, like Alir and um, a couple of other ones, um, that were just that found that we don't necessarily have that skill set here. So we thought, okay, well, we need to develop that skill set here. So we developed a, a program where we provided um, training, a nine week training program, so they could get a certification or a certificate in industrial sewing. And then we also had businesses lined up um, to hire these people as well once they finish the course so again and we're we're all about the business of fashion um, and sewing and the cut and sew industry as well um, also we're working on um, a garment district we've been working on that for a little while but it's getting closer and closer again where we can house that um, incubator where we can have workshop spaces for them work spaces for them um, showcase spaces for them um, actual um, pop-up shops and actual retail spaces for local designers and other um, cut and sew um, manufacturers so we're really into again the business of fashion but also keeping Michigan talent in Michigan so those are, so those are some of the programs that we work with wow that that's all awesome stuff mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I, I mean, uh, I remember <laughs> like in um, 2010, um, when, when we first got the building, we had this event. It was called Design Define Detroit. Hmm. And Karen Buscemi and um, Leslie Ann Pilling mm-hmm. um, and different people who were a part of um, Fashion in Detroit, which is uh, at that time one of the biggest um, yeah, fashion yep. shows. Mm-hmm. And then that was with uh, Joe Ferris. With Joe Ferris. Yeah. And then um, Brian Heath from Detroit Fashion Week. Um, so we did a panel with all of them um, where we talked about uh, what would it take for Detroit to have a fashion industry? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then we did, um, we, we, we were able to get them to like have these conversations around, you know, what would it take to have a garment district? Like where the uh, machines that ex- exist, you know, in Southwest where those plants were shut down, those auto plants where they used to sew the, the, the seats, seats and thing, into yeah. the vehicles mm-hmm. where those were shut down and the, the, the machinery was just like sitting there since the 70s, you know, unused. So I just uh, remember all of that. So it's interesting to see from that event and, and people talking and then, you know, them getting together about that and then that developing because they have been having conversations around uh, a garment district, a garment district, but yeah. more around the manufacturing mm-hmm. and production, cut and sew, yeah. cut and sew um, sourcing, and uh, you know more of th- those types of skill sets. And then I guess later they started adding the retail conversation, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. then looking at uh, downtown as an area for retail, mm-hmm. and I think like in Southwest as an area for like the manufacturing and production. Well, that's what the conversations were then. I don't know where, you know, Yeah, I know, I know that the, the mayor, I mean, many, it's many of the different um, entities in the city have taken this on as an initiative. Mm-hmm. Um, even the mayor's office has um, um, developed a, um, I'm not sure, but it might even just be a committee maybe um, to help push the initiative. Um, okay. I'm not exactly sure where that is, but I know it started maybe around last August, just about a year ago, I think, when they had the first meeting. So, um, but yeah, the conversation is definitely growing and people see the value in it. Right. And I also wanted to mention that, Karen, um, there's, there's, um, a, a really big issue with um, small batch, small quantities. I mean, you probably know yeah. this really, really well. It's, small, yeah. it's, it's hard to get a T-shirt here um, yeah. in the city. If you only need, like, 20 T-shirts, mm. you only need yeah. 50 T-shirts, that's a hard thing. But actually, Karen has found that Detroit's own, yeah. um, and they're actually the only – I know that they're the only in the metro area that where, you, where you can actually do small batch production um, on um, garments. Yeah, so that, that's, that's a huge a issue. That's a big deal. Yeah. That, I mean, that's a huge deal. Can I just – that? You said Detroit Sound. S E W N. So I just want to yeah say that again because I'm like that's nice. That's nice. So shout out to Karen for that too. Yeah, she saw a need and she filled it. Yeah, that's great. And they're doing a really good job there. I mean, we have meetings there. I'm there um oftentimes. They're quite busy and they 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 do good work. And she's high. You know, she hires some people from the program as well, the industrial sewing program. So so they're really really helping a lot of these entrepreneurs that don't necessarily necessarily have yeah. millions of dollars for mass production right so that, that was a huge need that she filled so so we're working on it and it's interesting too because you know when people say they now i went to fit you know i graduated mm-hmm. from fit fashion institute of technology new york city shouts out <laughs> so um when people say they do fashion a lot of times they 
think that that means that they have a creative idea and they've made like this one piece. <laughs> but mm-hmm. when you actually do fashion business, you know, you, uh, I mean, and, 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 you know, shouts out to people doing handmade, one of a kind pieces, that's fun. Sure. Mm-hmm. But when we're talking about business right. and being in business, making right. a livable wage, paying others, and, and, and doing something that's sustainable and being able to replicate that again and again and again, when it needs to be replicated, having, um, you know, quality that is consistent, right? A mm-hmm. consistent quality is very important in fashion because, you know, you send your garments to go get made and, you know, you get a batch of a thousand. You don't want 500 of them to be mm, off. That's tough. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, so it's, so Especially it's, for a small business. Oh, my God. That's yeah, pretty that's, much can put you out tough. of business. Yeah. And so that's really important. Um, I know in New York City, you've got, um, you know, your leather crafters and your leather makers and you've got people that deal in you know strictly nylon or you have people Mm -hmm. that deal you know simply in embroidery so you have all the different aspects of sewing obviously in the fashion district right um and so i i see how in detroit because this is a place of artisans of crafts makers of engineers um yeah. yeah true makers where uh, on a on a let's call it small scale manufacturing small scale production um how that's very valuable here like you said like um i do um stage manager right assistant stage manager shane park mm-hmm. one of our outdoor 6000 seat concert venues and so a part of my job one aspect is to take care of all these celebrities and their needs things that are in their rider and i remember uh so many times people like erica badu or whatever they come for sound check and they're like hey, like, I need to get a pair of jeans. Where can I go get a pair of jeans? I have to send them to Fairlane Mall. Mm. Now, if you don't know Detroit, Detroit, so where Shane Park is located, is right on the water. It's actually seconds from downtown. You can walk to the downtown area. So within, I don't know, a three-mile radius of downtown, there's nowhere to purchase a pair of jeans. There's nowhere to purchase a suit, an affordable suit that mm-hmm. you can wear to work. There's nowhere to purchase any sort of clothing that you can wear. Now, we recently got the Nike store. We recently got the Under Armour. We recently got the John Farvatos. But those are not necessarily stores because, you know, where you can go and just get, like, do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. a regular piece of clothing. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it not is a target. growing. I mean, we do still necessary. We do still need a lot of that. But it is growing. And we also, we also have... Um, some semi permanents. We have some pop ups um, that that we've had for like we have the collective. Um, I think the cast collective just right. reopened. We had the um, the North End collective. We have right. stores like T Capel, and she you know she manages a lot of the the bedrock properties, and she brings in a lot of you know a, um, a young woman who's actually managing a lot of the bedrock pop ups. Um, that not only happen in Campus Martius and Cadillac Square, but also along Woodward. It's a lot of young African-American women that have pop-ups in those stores, it, along okay. with the cast collective as well. And there's the Bird, you know, Bird B, which is in um, Capitol Park as well. Mm-hmm. So so there's there's little sprinklings Bird here B and there. Bird B is cute. 
Yeah, yeah, Bert. I, I, the clothes there too. Cute. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I actually had to post about Bert B because I was excited when they opened in Capitol Park and finally went in there. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, th- this is cool. So shout out to Bert B yeah, and shout out. and in United Front who just opened up again on. She was in Northern Collective, Miss Jordette Singleton. Um, now she's actually um, she has her own spot along with another uh, blue boutique who makes. Um, custom um, bow ties they share a space right. right next to the garden theater on woodward so that's midtown so she has awesome stuff so it's a little sprinkling well peacock room. there oh uh, definitely the peacock room um shout out to um to rachel yeah so i know i'm forgetting some some folks but there's i mean a, there's, there's did definitely you mention, some did you guys just mention a, there's a lady named tina in eastern market that owns a store she's like it's not savvy chic I can't um, think of the name what, what of does it. she sell it, it's like I, you guys remember the store Gantos. It's kind of reminds oh, like, me of that for jeans? some reason. Is it model model dress? Maybe yes, it, that's the name of yes, it. Yes, model dress. That's yeah, okay. that was the um. Oh, I feel so bad. His name is escaping me. But remember, they own the um, the bank. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. on Fort and Shelby. Yep. The bank that turned into the I think it was the first black owned department store. Mm-hmm. No. What you talking oh, about? I can't gosh, think of you what know my name. Too. You know what I'm talking okay. about. But it was the first black owned department store actually in Detroit. It was on Fort and Shelby. Ah. Maybe how many years ago? Okay, ten I don't know about that. Yeah, it was about then. It may, yeah, maybe ten years ago. But it's um, y'all are schooling um, me. Yeah, yeah. So they opened up another. Uh, it's a okay, store Brittany. It's Eastern Market. I need you to do this research. <laughs> you gotta have this for us next week. I got you. Okay. <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, I'm very excited about it. Um, especially because, you know, I'm launching my fashion, my sustainable fashion magazine next month, but also because I just Shout feel out the, to you, Piper. Thank you. Right. Woo, but woo. but also because I feel that, you know, um, I know a lot of people, you probably, you guys too, like Flow Boutique, like we just know so many people who've been there and who have been, been here been, been doing it. And Spectacles. Shouts out to Zaina from Spectacles. Shouts out to Zaina. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, I've just been here and then like that, that lone person just like kind of, so, it, you know, it's almost like the cavalry has mm. come mm-hmm. and there's going to be more and more and more. Um, I know I would like to see, um, you know, uh, these little niches, you know, like these, like of, of, of the, the production and the manufacturing, because I feel like for me myself, like I'm a custom type person. Like I mm-hmm. like to go get stuff, you know, go get stuff like kind of tailored or get stuff kind of personalized. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But we have that too in Detroit, right? Like we, we do have these, you know, shouts out to all the tailors and grandmothers out mm-hmm. there who have been, you know, um, you know, just making people look incredible for the white party. You know what I mean? Mm. Like we, we, you know, I mean, and it, <laughs> it's a different true. context, but you know what I'm saying? Our proms, our cabarets, like shouts out to those Absolutely. people as yeah. well. For real. Yeah. Yeah. For real. I mean, not to go back to Aretha, but I was looking at Aretha and how like all her different wardrobes, all the different pictures. And mm-hmm. I'm like, man, like we really get dressed here. Like, yeah, that's the mm-hmm. other don't, end of it. Right? We're, talking, we're not talking about this. The manufacturing is all the way to the right. right. And then the end, the end result is just like Detroit is really fly. Like, right. yeah, it deserves that. It deserves for all that to come together, like you saying, you know. And shouts out to the uh, Charles H. Wright Museum, who actually has a black designers exhibit that's happening mm-hmm. uh, right oh, now for cool. a little while. So yeah. get get down there and check it out. It's actually two 
whole it's it's actually like the whole mezzanine okay so it's two different exhibits but mm-hmm. they're kind of like part of the same exhibit okay but it's all these amazing black designers throughout time they go back to like the 1800s or something it's definitely gonna big up the piper for rock the one way i was right? just <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. yes. so thank you for that thank you rock for that. the one how many years have you been doing that let me see i started 2012 which was the first year okay that it went from heart plaza to the museum and so, oh, if you guys don't know what that is, that's um, Detroit Rock the Runway is the uh, headlining fashion show that happens on the Saturday night in the middle of the African World Festival. And it features all of these amazing um, Detroit designers. And uh, it's mixed with music. It's always mixed with live music. And so we call it where fashion gets cultured. So we show the diaspora. And um, yeah, it was it was just super incredible. Detroit has some talent. Those designers, shout out to all the designers that were in the show. The makeup, the hair, the models. Flawless. It was it, it was flawless, incredible, and like all those designers need to be um, patronized. Mm-hmm. The designs were just incredible. I saw some Palazzo pants that I want to get from Beulah <laughs> Cooley. Like, I mean, everything there, whether it was from um, African materials mm-hmm. to you know um, wools. The head scarf, the head pieces that they were. Oh my, the wraps. Oh, the head wrap. Oh yeah. my God. Mm. Shouts out to Be- Beautifully Wrapped and Head Wrap mm. Expo. They did all the wrapping, all, all the people's wrapping. But, you know, and that's the thing too, like a stipulation of the fashion show is that the designers um, have to have a certain quality level because it's very important, like how, how you're talking about with the, the garment group, you know, it's very important that you know the stitching and all the details and everything that they work that they are you know done that they're strong that they're mm-hmm. done well the lining blah 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 because the the what you don't want to have is just this pretty piece and then you <laughs> you can't do anything past like the <laughs> after you've worn it like once right. mm-hmm. you know what like I mean once and you take it off it's done it's like, done and then also too that they're able to. Um, replicate this Mm. so that they're actually in Mm. the business of being in fashion because i've noticed uh in detroit specifically is that there is an aspirational sort of way that fashion is looked at Mm -hmm. as like oh i do couture i do avant-garde and it's like no we don't really want couture and avant-garde like Mm -hmm. we need practical and and use user friendly like you know what i mean like <laughs> we, we need clothes that we can like, <laughs> like we need so clothes we can we're wear everyday folks right. yeah we we're need clothes we can wear much grassroots everyday folks around here the, the masses are mm. yeah you know and and then also too that um you know and another thing that people always think is like when you say fashion especially the younger generation no offense is that uh <laughs> oh i got this t-shirt line it's like yeah back it up no (laughs) i'm talking slacks jackets dresses (laughs) um coats like you know um and what are the materials made of is it you know weather appropriate you know what i mean what's the lining looking like you know um ball collection people like you to educate them piper and you too and you too you too i'm gonna send them to the garment group i'm gonna send them to the garment group like hey get your weight up that's a lot of intention. <laughs> that's a lot of intention behind that though because it's yeah. fut- it you know piper talks about you know um looking in the future they always point us to the future but this is now like that's right. building to the future like that is 
there there's like you said about marketing it's very vast you know if it, when you put that much intention into what you Especially guys are doing now yeah there's so many marketing tactics and there's so many ways to get your message out there yeah. and the thing is is that you have to reach people utilizing so many of these things it's not like you can just do one you don't have mm-hmm. to use all of them but it's a lot more to think about now mm-hmm. a lot wow. more ways to reach people and you have to reach them you have to meet them where they are yeah. love it oh my god okay so i'm gonna throw back to you allison <laughs> Because you're a fashionista. I consider you a fashion plate. <laughs> I know. Look, I wish you guys could see. Look, we don't have to post this sweatshirt that, yeah, she, that we're she's going to give it. me before she leaves. <laughs> right? Right. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you're such. So you've got your whole look and everything together. Because the music is hot. Like, that's undeniable. I don't mean to sound like, oh, you're so pretty, but you rap. No. <laughs> it, you know, but the music is tight. And in addition to that, and not but that you know your look you've got the you got the look like you got your look down <laughs> this is natural uh yes and no you know i i one of the things that i, I talk about a lot of my music is that i don't really care too much about the, the aesthetic yeah you know all the money and it's so you know it's oh, like whatever okay. when i talk about it it's very like whatever you know i'm just having a good time but uh uh when it comes to I've had people tell me, like, you know, people aren't going to take you seriously if you don't look like a rapper. Mm. Like, you don't look like a rapper. Like, I, I didn't <laughs> dress like a rapper. I was like, oh, okay. Maybe I'll start dressing like a rapper. And <laughs> but what does just, a rapper dress like, though? I mean, well, I don't even want to say that I, I, I'm, like, trying to dress like a rapper. Yeah. For me, it was really just about being more intentional about what I'm looking like. <laughs> like okay. that, that's really what it came down to, okay. you know. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, no, I really haven't, like, uh, it's funny because I have a, my best friend always asks me, like, what, what am I going to wear? She'll ask me, like, weeks in advance for shows <laughs> and stuff. And I'm like, look, I don't know. Like, I never know. I'm the type of person, like, okay, 30 minutes before, okay, I'm going to do bam, bam, bam. Right. Like, All right, boom. And then I get out there and it's like, it works. Okay. See? Yeah. So, uh, so I mean, natural. I'm glad that I just have an eye. Yeah, I can just put okay. stuff together. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. usually all at the last minute. And, um. Uh, yeah, I I've learned how to how to do like you get the essential pieces mm-hmm. yeah. and then you build. Once I got that that little gem, yep, yep, then I was yep. able to okay, okay, yep, yeah. So for you, what's an essential piece or what are essential pieces? Oh, uh, like uh, these khakis. You know, this a nice khaki jogger. I feel like is something that's easy to base a lot off of to have, mm-hmm. you know, another just this the color scheme is just a classic color scheme. I'm wearing like, you know, it's a, a navy blue, red, white khaki <laughs> you know it's kind of <laughs> like a, a simple scheme but it's like i knew you know it worked it worked okay, <laughs> so, okay. um yeah. yeah no that's pretty super i mean because it it's interesting because in the music business that is important right like absolutely image absolutely what you present and and like you were saying carlotta like how people respond to you is going to be based off of how you look um and 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 how they how they jive with how you look Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, OK, speaking of look, can you tell us about the mu- your newest music video? Because it's super cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, so the latest video, Comeback, um, directed by Lena Bradley. The, the look of that video, we wanted to just make it really colorful and pop. Uh, I feel like that's I mean, that just high energy stuff. I feel like I'm, I'm just a really high energy person. So, um yeah, bringing in those really uh, high saturated colors, um, 
was fun. But then also, uh, it's really like a, like an athletic edge too, and uh, that says a lot about uh, just me overall. And just, I mean, I'm I'm not an athlete, but I did grow up doing a lot of sports, and uh, I feel like that comes through. You know, that that edge comes through in yeah. how I dress overall. So um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that music video is super fun. Who shot it? Thank you. Um, it was well, it was a couple people who shot it. The guy who the main cinematographer's name was Noah Eckland. Um, but there's some graduates from uh, the Michigan Film Institute out in Troy. So, okay. Oh, cool. Um, Shouts out. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Motion Picture Institute, and uh, they had recently graduated. Heard the music and was like, "Oh my gosh, we we would love to hop on this." <laughs> That's I'm hot. Like, Let's do it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's fun. It reminds me of a Tribe Called Quest video. From like 1988. Hey. Have you seen the Jungle Brothers? <laughs> the video they had with the Jungle Brothers and okay. the tribe, it reminds me of that video. Oh, you know what it was? It was Buddy. It reminds me of the Buddy oh. video. Okay. When they were in the studio and it was like super simple background, but then it was like they were dressed super cool and like they were looking cool. So it like made so even though it was like just a background, like they made the video like woo. Mm-hmm. And you, and you guys kind of remind me. Of like that tribe called Quest Jungle Brothers. Okay, because that's all you needed. <laughs> you, like, like, like you guys set the standard. Like you guys were the focus. So mm-hmm. yeah. they look cool enough, so you didn't need anything mm-hmm. else. You know, in that video, I wear I, I like glasses a lot too. Those um, glasses are so. so I'm like <laughs> often I'm wearing different different glasses. My collection is insane. Um, and even like I people judge me. I don't want to say judge. I don't care. You know, say what you will. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. uh, even like the fashion lenses, like I'll click to throw on a clear lens or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, I I think glasses look great. In fact, well, everybody in my family wears glasses. I'm the only person who actually doesn't need them. Okay. Which is hilarious. <laughs> uh, I'm going to just ride that wave as much as possible. <laughs> okay. You, just, you, you sound know. like a household of seven. <laughs> Six of us wear glasses. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, that's a bullet. You know, everybody's in. They were wearing glasses early in the game. Like, yeah. So I don't know how this worked out, but. I, I like glasses though. I think they they look cool. Those class so. those glasses. Listen, y'all got to see this video. What's the name of the video? I Come know. Back. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> Come back, right? Come back with yeah. with you and and it's like it looks like a like a like a bug or something mm-hmm. like with those glasses on. Like it's so cool. Like it looks like super futuristic. I had to throw those in. Um, I had actually recently just purchased those. I saw them and I was like, oh, those are fun. Those mm-hmm. are coming with me. And I was like, hey, let's find a way to throw these in the video. Boom. <laughs> yeah, so. they work. They work. Okay, so um, now one thing. So this, well, yeah, this year um, I launched my Women in Hip Hop company, right? We found hip hop. I mean, we had been doing stuff. We had had the No Misogyny open mic that on when we were at the gallery. But officially this year I launched the We Found Hip Hop. And we um, launched it at the Charles H. Wright Museum. Um, we had a plethora of amazing uh, women performers, shouts out to Book Brown, Mahogany Jones, and everybody that was a part of that. And you were a part of that. We had an all-woman band that was just that simply was so incredible. Awesome. That was such an amazing Pamela experience. Wise was our keyboardist from the, the amazing Grammy award-winning group um, Straight Ahead, which is an all-woman jazz band. She, you know, Aisha Ellis, shouts out to her drummer from the Molly Watt band, you know, put this band, put this incredible band together and they were just wonderful. And I remember I, um, I texted you or called you or something and I was like, cause I was, cause when I was putting the show together, I was like, okay, I want to show the diversity of women in Detroit 
and you know um from the different types of music and the different ways that you guys look and present yourself your you know the vibe you bring and i just really you know appreciate how fun and exciting and electric you know you are and when you decided to say yes I was like hey so now I'm gonna have the coolest you know show because we had all the way from someone like a book brown who's like an MC and like hip-hop hip-hop and like you know what I mean this Mm -hmm. kind of thing and then someone like mahogany who's kind of more like you know kind of the I'm gonna call it like the neo soul type hip-hop where it's mixed with the singing and and that type of soul soulful vibrations we had Mm -hmm. um poetry you know from shouts out um to sanasu and um dorothea thomas and everything um yeah so you know we had all of the sort of genres of hip-hop if you will and so i just feel like what you know in that show i mean on that stage is just incredible and yeah that like, was such a dope show and just in such that show, show i want you to tell me about that experience all the way from the time i called you to the rehearsal to the show can you tell us about all that well <laughs> um i'll rip i mean piper when you're like hey be a part of this cool thing it's like yeah it's gonna be a cool thing <laughs> so <laughs> let's go you know uh, but i didn't i didn't know the scope of it you know and going into it but i was still curious and i'm like hey i think i think it'll be good i'm i'm going to ride the wave and then to get in there when we actually all uh well no no i'll come back cuz we um we were all kind of like we we had the songs that that were it's like okay do something you know make this build this this whole thing so uh yeah. the song that i was working with was um by the whispers uh olivia lost and turned out which is like just already this, uh, that's what the band the band gave them okay the band was so we did it kind of like the roots mm-hmm. ah, so okay. the, so the band played the band gave them playlist mm-hmm. all right and then you okay. wrote to that or you yeah or whatever you, yeah oh got you yeah really okay. building around the vibe of that and uh so I, you know again it's just like i don't know what but it's okay let's see and then well the, i know when it, when it came down to like the, the first time we all got together and to have the musicians there and have all the artists there the energy was just bananas i've never felt anything like that um and and yeah like kind of how you said probably there's so many different styles and different yeah how you said like different genre not, not genres in hip-hop but facets and representations yeah. of hip-hop mm-hmm. um and it's just not often that you really get to feel that usually when you go to a show everybody books it around like these artists who do this kind of thing right you know what i mean one it's one like the same sound mm-hmm. all night but to um to just feel that energy um all you know different but still like vibing was was amazing so um and then bringing it to to the space of the charles h Wright, which already is it's an amazing space just the, the energy and the spirit in that room just always in that in the museum is an amazing amazing feeling so um to be on the stage to have everybody there um i don't know it was it was live it was live there were so many people there like (laughs) what's going on like what's going on was that your first time doing uh doing something with a live band yeah no no no, actually, well, it, it was the first time doing something like that. I uh, my I have a, a, my brother-in-law. He has a brass band, okay, and uh, I have performed with his brass band a couple of times, and that's, you know, yeah, you know, New Orleans. It's a New Orleans wow. style brass band, mm-hmm. so the energy is like, I'm crazy. Sure. You know yeah. what I mean? It's a totally different vibe. But um, uh, that's that's also it's it's. It's, it's a it's not my vibe when I say like I mean it's my vibe I have a great time doing it but mm-hmm. um 
more, you know, hip hop. You know, it was like, we, yeah, it was like, I don't know. I That's don't know. dope, it's though. a different thing. That's yeah. super yeah, dope. But when yeah. you got up there, you were, and the thing was, like, I called you, I mean, it was all super, like, rushed in a way. Because it was like, I asked all you guys, you know, I asked the band to, like, send you music. And then all you guys, like, were, like, had to listen. You didn't, you didn't hear the band. Mm-hmm. You you had to, you had to get, you had to like YouTube the tracks. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that was a little challenge, but then like it was it was like a cool <laughs> challenge though, so you fun. know? It's like, okay. And you know what's funny? I found out there's no instrumental to Olivia like anywhere online like wow. so that was wild, but made it work. <laughs> and then like, and then when you then we went to rehearsal. Did we do two rehearsals? Yeah. So we did two rehearsals. Mm-hmm. So when they came to rehearsal, we just got to it and it was like the band was already tight. Mm-hmm. By the time we brought, because what we did is we we I had band rehearsals so the band could mm. get tight, and then then I brought in the MCs later, and so then when the MCs came, it was like they were able to bring this thing, so the band hadn't heard mm-hmm. the MCs what they what they had written or what they had done, mm. so those two rehearsals were like explosive, and oh and nobody God. knew each other, so no one knew each other until so that, rehearsal. That, that sounds I like magic. Could have been a like, in a room. <laughs> that, I was, that sounds like pure magic. Absolutely. I was, I was going to say, like, everybody that I performed with, like, we all, I feel like we are friends now. And I've never, mm. all, I've never experienced that, you know, in all the, the showcases and working with other artists before. But it's like we are all tuned into each other's social media, showing love. Like, oh man, that's hot. You know, I'll check this out. Whoop, whoop. So I'm like, that's that's great. Seeing people at the grocery store, like, <laughs> yeah. like new friends, like for real. That's yeah. Well, that's part of what women in hip hop is about too. Is like making mm. those connections like that, so that you have. Cause like, shouts out to Lauren J, music producer. Yes. Um, she came with like some amazing beats and everything. So, um, yeah. And so then it was interesting. So after we did the show, it was so explosive, beautiful, incredible. The museum was like, y'all gotta come back. <laughs> so they actually want that to be like an annual thing there. Oh, now. it cool. should be. It should man. be. Yeah. That yeah. is fire. It was so fire. <laughs> <laughs> like and Allison, like I've seen Allison perform since, like, like I said, you know, she was a wee, a wee <laughs> youngling. Oh my goodness! So yeah. like seeing Allison on, like at a at the open mic, like all shy and like I don't know, maybe I'll play my beats. To <laughs> when I saw her on that stage, commanding a room like a couple of hundred people room full and getting like people to get up off their feet and stand <laughs> up and so go crazy and like be like okay where are you performing next that is awesome and just command that stage and everything like that was like i felt like i felt like a proud mommy <laughs> i was like oh my so god you have cultivate a lot of this talent mm. so so you should feel like a proud mommy absolutely agree yeah no i mean and and you make it seem like i do something but like <laughs> I mean, I bring them together and provide the you resources the and things. No, and then, but that's, that's something. Huge. Bring that's them together, such a thing. So many people don't know how to do that. Do you not know if more people knew how to do that, how more collective we would be. Well, I also give them challenges because I feel like I don't. I don't ever want to do like just a show. Understood. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like when you yeah. go to like you can go to a show. Like we're from Detroit, so we see amazing artists like all the time. Mm. So I always feel like, like you, Carlotta, it has to be an experience. Mm-hmm. Like when you go there, like I want you to be transformed. I want mm. when you come to something that I'm doing, when you leave, you are no longer the same and you can't ever be the same again. And I want the people that come to see these artists to then be able to follow those artists. Like I want those artists to now have new fans mm-hmm. and be able to sell their merch and be able to be booked. Like that's my mm. dream. 
you know so seeing that like that reaction that you got i was like oh man because like what you brought was way beyond what i could have like i imagine like oh yeah she's gonna rock it but then, but then when you came there and you just like explode on the stage, like I thought I was gonna melt or pass out. <laughs> oh man, that's so dope. That's great. That's oh so my dope. god! So At what's the next for you? Well, right now I am. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm in between two things. I was I was headed like beeline towards doing this, uh, dropping this jazz project, wow. uh, and I've written. It's it's pretty much done, um, because I, I like jazz and I like rap. So I was just trying to put them together. And I just mm-hmm. wrote two jazz songs, like jazz songs, not like jazz-influenced rap beats. Like, <laughs> there's a difference. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, a little bit of sampling. But. Yeah. Um, like there's this uh, a trumpet player, Christian Scott, that I listen Well, uh, Christian Atunde Ajawa that I, I listen to a lot. And he's just a phenomenal trumpet player from New Orleans. And um, But young guy and clearly like grew up with, Biggie, you know, Jay, like mm-hmm. has like hip hop in the blood. And that to me to hear that in young jazz musicians, I think is just super cool. So um, that was a project that I was like headed towards. But then I've gotten like the response that I've gotten off of bars. Um, B-A-R-Z. B-A-R-S. It's a, oh, it's an yes, S? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so B-A-R-S. B-A-R-S. <laughs> I, I spell my name crazy. I spell my name crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, spell your name. Uh a- Allison is A L E X Y N Wonderland W U N D R L A N D. Okay. So and for short, Owl. So it's just A L W U and um yeah you can it's an easy hashtag you can mm. <laughs> easier to get there <laughs> but uh um what was I talking about? oh the bars project so um that with with the sound that it has there were there were a couple of songs that didn't make it um to the original project but. Uh, when people are like, oh, I really like that vibe. And I'm like, you know what? I do have some more of those in the vault. I think it would be a good time before I jump into the jazz project to just drop a couple more of of this. You know, it still kind of fits the trap sound and the trap theme mm-hmm. before I just totally flip it on people. So um, more Bars 2.0. Yeah, yeah. Um, bars 2.0 is uh, the next thing that's in the works. Uh, I have started a little bit of recording for it but I'm, I'm still on this on this timeline so it's everything's going to be coming out really soon but i haven't i don't want to say anything and you, start you. lying you know what i mean but, but if we you just need website, to follow you yeah yeah if you follow me uh on my instagram i'm most active there it's a uh, at wonder why it's spelled uh w-u-n-d-r dot y so yeah. okay so there's that and um, so we're going to do that, right, people? Okay. So then, Carlotta, um, you know, I know, like, with marketing, it's interesting, right? Because, like, you were just saying, you can't really talk about, like, some stuff. Because, you know, part of the marketing is, like, the reveal. You know what I mean? <laughs> and all that. But, um, you know, I appreciate what you came and shared with us. Like, that was a lot of wisdom. You know what I mean? That we just that we just learned right now. Um, what's next? You don't have to tell me like project wise because you probably can't reveal some of that stuff. But just like for you and your marketing company, maybe some goals and things like what's next for you? Yeah, for me, um, I'm working on developing some experiences um, so that I could sell to some desired clients. Like I'm really just trying to develop my own properties. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably the biggest thing that I'm that I'm working on. I just um um, kind of developed a really cool idea um, with a partner um, over the weekend. And hopefully that will come to fruition. Um, just got to see how far I want to take it. But um, again, it, it will be um, 
um, a property that I own. And again, I'm just trying to sell it to, you know, some clients that I already have, but then also some desired clients that I don't have. So that's, that's really what I'm working on. Right. Right. So then, um, in terms of now, do you take client, like, do you take new clients? How do you acquire clients? Uh, many different ways. Um, I, I, I stay out there. People are always like, well, you're everywhere. I see you everywhere. And I came in. She's like, I know you're from somewhere. Right. Um, I think but I remember um, now, too. Right? <laughs> I think you did something at the Horatio Williams Foundation one day. I did do something. I've I done think, a couple things at Horatio Williams. I think that's where it was. Yeah. Oh, was it on personal branding, maybe? Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so again, I do stuff like that. I, I stay out so people will know who I am and what I do. And that's, that's really important. Mm-hmm. That's relationship building. Some people call it networking. Um, I don't necessarily like to use that term. I just call it relationship building. So if there's some place that I think I need to be where there are some potential clients, um, there, um, then, and then I'm going to, you know, make my presence known and I'm going to be there. So that means I have to be out and I have to go to a lot of events and, and that's why I'm on, you know, um, um, on a lot of boards and a lot, right. a lot of um, entre- you know steering committees. Um, some of them are business. Some are entrepreneur so- focus. Some um, um, hone my desire for arts and culture um, in the city. But that's just why I stay um, out there. Some again is personal, but a, um, a lot of it um, is business as well. So that's how I get a lot of um, clients. I mean, I don't honestly, I don't market my company. I'm a marketer. Right. But I don't market my <laughs> my company because um, again, I, I am a small business owner. Um, and so, um, um, I, I, I take business, um, as I can, yeah. um, but, um, the projects as I can, yeah. but again, it's, it's mostly like word of mouth, okay. um, how I get my business It's just word of mouth and people that I know, people will call me because they know my expertise and I put my expertise out there. And that's one mm-hmm. thing that you have to do, especially for experiential marketing. That's more of where my passion is. Yeah. Um, cause that's more kind of like the branded entertainment side, um, of marketing. So, and that's just a little bit more exciting. You get to travel a little bit more with it. And again, I can't sit in the same place, um, you know, every day. So right. I can't do the same thing every day. That's just, that's, that's just how, um, that's just my makeup and, and how I was made. I need diversity in my day. I need diversity in my clientele. I need diversity, um, in my work. So, um, I just, um, so I, again, I get out there and make my presence be known. And so people, you know, hear about it. Um, and I do have a lot of years of experience, um, as well. I mean, I'm not new and I'm no spring chicken either. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I have a lot of years of experience and people know that. So people just, you know, give me a they trust you whenever. Mm. And, and I, I think so, but again, it comes with experience. Right. Um, I, cause I do have experience, um, in the field, um, and I know what I'm doing. So, yeah. And so, um, you know, I don't know everything. Right. Um, but you know, and I continue to learn as well cause you have to. Yeah. Especially in this day that, you know, I have some some clients where I do um, a lot of, you know, the social media marketing, social media management as well. Mm. And that changes daily. So, <laughs> right, right. so, I mean, you have to stay in the know. You have to stay educated. I'm not just an educator, but, you know, I'm a student as well all the time. Well, shout out. Speaking of student time. to um, Build Institute in April, yeah. um, I went through Build Institute yeah, the yeah. last year. No, no, no. I went through in 2016. Got um, a lot of graduates with the, with the magazine. How many? The, you guys got a couple hundred, right? Graduates? Oh no, it's it's definitely more than really. That. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And, and I'm not an employee. I don't I don't want to um, right right right. Because I'm not an employee of of the Build Institute, but I facilitate a lot, a lot of, of their, workshops. Their, yeah. Like I I started out when you know people know I'm a marketer, so um, with their Build Basics um, cohort, there's a marketing. Um, 
session. So people just started a lot of, I mean, I know I'm just very ingrained in the entrepreneurial um, culture um, in the city. So, you know, we all know each other. So right. a lot of them just started asking me, well, would you do my marketing class? You know, a lot mm -hmm. of the build facilitators. So then build started asking me um, to do some of my own cohorts, like the um, co-starters, co-starters um, cohort. Mm -hmm. So that's just how that relationship works with um, build. But I do have a great relationship. And it's, I love those, those guys over there. They do good work. They and, do. And sometimes I can get clients from, you know, from that, you know, I, mm. I actually do marketing classes, but you know, some of those small business owners, you know, they might come to me two years later because right. they, they always start off well I know I can't afford you now but you'll see me in two years and, right, and right, sometimes right. I do so so yeah you know I gotta help out my you know brethren so I have small business clients but also have you know the um, big corporate big big corporate brands as well so but I, I love it all okay well um so let's do this um Brittany any last words I just learned a lot. I learned a lot about uh, marketing. And that's what I majored <laughs> in. And, uh, oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, it a, uh, gave a, a very different perspective. And uh, it's always good to be around an artist who you can feel Absolutely. that they know themselves. They take pride in that. And it's a great narrative. So, shouts out to you, Alice. Oh, man. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. she has a new fan in me. Oh, I just yes. followed you on Instagram, and I will be stalking you in your office. Yes, I follow back. So. <laughs> the last word for Piper is, is uh, Piper, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to uh, see you in a different uh, different light by putting on that beautiful show for the city this weekend. Mm. That mm. really did something for my spirit. So thank you for that. That okay. was Thanks yeah. for coming to video. Eh? Oh, man. That was awesome. <laughs> we <laughs> need the <awesome>. footage. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Okay, so um, Allison, any last words? You want to leave the people with definitely say your 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 right. hashtags. Follow and stuff me at the end. where? Yes, yeah. follow me on Instagram. <laughs> That's uh, if yeah, follow That's me on you Instagram. Live. You live. Yeah, on I live there. Yeah, I'm an image based person. Yeah. So and she um, has some really cool images, dude. Please make sure you go follow. Mm. See, see. See? Yeah. <laughs> that's the first, the first I mean, image I when saw, the marketer like, okay, says hey it's good i was like hey hey she, okay. does, she does a really good job <laughs> of putting herself out there and i i can get who she is just by looking at maybe her first three photos oh, okay nice. i get that so Oh my God, that just made my heart Big up, grow. big up. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, follow me on Instagram at Wonder Why. It's W-U-N-D-R dot Y. Um, my website is alwu.com. That's A-L-W-U dot com. And all the, everything else is, is there. You can stream my music everywhere. Um, you can download an edited version from my website. Um, cause you know, kids, I, I want kids to listen to it too, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. All of that. All of that. Okay. And how about you, Carlotta? Any last words? Um, first I just want to thank you. This was really fun. This was so cool. It was really cool. It was great <laughs> meeting you guys. Well, I know Piper already it's and nice I've too. seen you, um, before, but it was really, you know, kind of cool having a, a cool fun conversation with you ladies um also just um I'd, I'd love to educate never even thought i would be like an educator but um over the last i don't know maybe five years i've kind of become one mm -hmm. and and i actually find that i actually like it I, li I, I like sharing what i know so that's why one of the reasons why i started oh, we didn't um talk about my organization that she is project for multicultural oh um, female entrepreneurs come back we're gonna do a right. show just on no, that no but but yeah <laughs> this, this is the she is project um again um um, I hold um, different events um, and initiatives for um, entrepreneurial women, but also I forayed into um, educating youth on entrepreneurship. I 
opportunities as well. So I had the launched summit for um, women entrepreneurs, and now um, I do launched in different schools, and I just did one um, last Monday with Bridgewater Interior. So it's like an immersion day, a day in the life um, experiences for for a lot of the youth in the city. So so I do um, offer the youth entrepreneurial experiences as well, so they can kind of see what it's like to to be an entrepreneur, um, and then learn about some um, different um, careers. So it's entrepreneurship, but it's also career exploration. So that's what I do with entrepreneurs. So I do with adults and youth, and and I found that I really really enjoy it. So yeah. um, that's me, the She Is Project, True Root Marketing, and a bunch of other boards and steering committees. But <laughs> but I, but I I just love it. I'm a true fan of my city. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the art art and culture. Um, and um, that's just who I am, and and that's how I live. So how do we find you, like, your social media and your website? Um, um, I'm on um, Instagram um, and Facebook and Twitter. Um, Instagram and Twitter, Carlotta TH. My name was too long (laughs) for Mm -hmm. to to utilize my whole name because I really prefer to use my whole name, but it's just Carlotta TH for Tut Holloway. Mm -hmm. So it's C-A-R-L-O-T-T-A-T-H. That's on Instagram and Twitter. And then, of course, I'm on Facebook as well for all the old people. Okay. <laughs> Shots. <laughs> pew, pew. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, I mean, this has really been awesome. Like, I'm a fan of all of you guys. Um, follow you guys. Just love the work that you're doing and just really appreciate, you know, what you guys are bringing to society, how you guys are like transforming society, which you really are. I'm definitely going to bring you back on just to talk about the She Is stuff yep. and launched. When it, when it, that's April? No, um, no, it's 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 in the fall. This is my anniversary, and I'm still planning it. So, so TBD. okay, yeah. So, so we want. I want to bring you back for that because that's a really powerful um, experience for folks. I've participated in that, and yep. and like I met so many wonderful women that are just doing great things in business. Yeah, just um, trying to tra- transform that experience as well, kind of blow out that experience, but in smaller chunks. Okay, okay. So yeah, I mean, I want to bring you back for that, and then I want to bring you back when you drop your next project, Allison. Right, so we Absolutely. can hear all the music. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to. Okay, that's awesome. So yeah, listen to the Piper Carter podcast because we bring you arts, culture, music, fashion, entertainment, health, um, social issues. And, um, yeah, Brittany, tell us again what's your email for Detroit is Different. Brittany at DetroitIsDifferent.com. Yeah, so hit up Brittany and um, let us know what you want to talk about. Mine is Piper at DetroitIsDifferent.com. We want to know, you know, are you getting married? Are your kids going to college? Um, Are you getting an operation? Like, what is going on in your life? We want to hear from you. Shouts out to all of our listeners. We super appreciate you. And to everyone that doesn't like the show, too bad, because we're going to keep it going. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so, yeah, this has been fun and wonderful. This was exciting. Um, A lot of times we talk about a lot of deep, heavy social issues. This was actually a social issue. It's just that it's a a wonderful, positive, you know, we got a chance to talk about, like, you know, community uplifting and some solutions. Absolutely. I think we did. So that's super awesome. So shouts out to that. And, um, yeah, so follow uh, Detroit is Different on Instagram and Detroit is Different dot com is the website and then of course piper carter everything everywhere um you know social media so yeah detroit is different piper carter podcast
It's everywhere, dog. It's everywhere, dog. <laughs> it's crazy, dog. For real, dog. Far from regular, baby, be part of a class. They went your mug, you sit from a glass. They went your mug, you sit from your hands. All this fucking fast food in the barrel, but do we miss the crabs? Hitting dabs, yeah. I need to write out that call it cab. Just not checking, says that don't have me craving checkers and double deckers. If it ain't on this back, then it's at the next one. Hypertension, diabetes, you can check one. I'ma take it back to step one. Though. I'ma give you that food, though. Y'all can stay still, this my best one. I'ma give you that food, though. Ooh, fresh cold, too blow, shoot. I'ma give you that food, though, cause I know just who I do this for. Yeah. I know just who I do this for. I know just who I do this for. You, 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 you. Yeah. Uh, I do this shit for you, 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 you. Subscribe on Apple iTunes or Google Play to the Piper Carter podcast to hear the stories and thoughts of Piper Carter. Follow Piper Carter on Instagram at Piper Carter.